Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's a parade. Sammy, what an amazing weekend. The world is running out of White Claw because we gave it the big push. Don't even try to... No, hit the fucking mute button before you even start. The morning line changed. If you had before the show even started, Sam was going to say all those things, you're a big winner. Boom. Drop the bomb. Let's start your show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the world-class Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing well. You came in hot there. You all weren't ready for that shit, no. were you? I mean, he bulldozed oh, through that was, whole yeah. open. <laughs> real hot, like Timo Pukki into the Premier League. You know, I just want to let you all know, like I said, that morning line that said I was, you know, was saying how quickly I would say it all, I just got to let you know what I did is I made sure I knocked it out before they had a chance to win, <laughs> and I parlayed it with something else, which, you know, you know, Chris, this is your fault, but did you know West Ham? They lost their first match of the season, 5-0 to Manchester City. <laughs> I'm not sure if you knew that, Sam. You know, So we're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on most podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, YouTube, uh, iHeartRadio, just about anything you could think of. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sam, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Sure. You can always get in touch on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We are at D Football Show. Uh, and then via email, dfootballshow at gmail.com. Excellent. Or as I like to say, Sam, and I've said this before, or you can just drive your happy ass over here, as is the case tonight with our guest. We have our good friend JB. JB, how you doing? Doing okay. Thanks for the invite, Sam. And Sam? So, uh, JB, who, no do you, problem. Who, who do you root for? <laughs> That's a trick question, kind of. So I, I really don't have an allegiance in the English Premier League. Okay. I'm more of a, uh, what you call a, uh, a sell sword. Uh, so I go <laughs> where the money is. So, you know. Is that similar to an incel? That 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 you know might those guys that live with their mom in their basements. Th that's simply put. That's <laughs> there the, might be some uh, synergies there. Yeah, <laughs> that's the douchiest thing I've ever heard. And I've done a show with that fucking douchebag for two years. I am a douche. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits Big industry, douche. and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red-blooded Americans that we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sam, we're revisiting a favorite. What are we drinking tonight? That's uh, some shit from Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Just kidding. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hashtag douchebag. Um, we're drinking Kinsey 10-year-old American whiskey. Uh, it is from Philadelphia. It actually is very good. I was just joking. Um, it's a blend of 10-year to 22-year-old corn whiskey. Um, and the reason it's not a bourbon is because they age it in used American oak. Uh, to be classified as a bourbon, as you all know, we've gone over many times, it has to be a brand new... Um, uh, American white oak barrel uh, to be considered bourbon. This one comes in at 86.8 proof. That's 43.4% by volume. Uh, 39.99 to 44.99 on the shelf. Um, it opens brightly and vibrant on the palate, leading to a floral, uh, floral and vanilla notes. I'm sorry, uh, and then finishing with honeycomb and caramel. Excellent easy, little whiskey. Easy fucking drinking. That's exactly what this whiskey Excellent is. Excellent little is, whiskey. This is a great cheap beer in a shot kind of whiskey. Just sitting on your back porch, throwing back a couple of whiskeys, drinking a cold ice house. This is the way you do it. So, boys, let's have a good show. Let's do it. Cheers and all around. How about that? Oh, look at that. Even one more at the end. I like to cheers myself. 
So uh, last season at this time was the I first... such a bang-up job. Yeah, you're walking all over me talking <laughs> is a bang-up job you do too. Hashtag douchebag. Um, <laughs> last Hashtag douchebag. <laughs> last season, uh, was the, we did kind of an overview, and we talked about all the teams on the first international break. Yes, we did. But let's face it, we did that this whole summer by having different fans come in and talk about their clubs. Yes, um, except they, for the ones that we couldn't find fans of because they're we, that fucking spectacular. And then we talk shit about those clubs. Um <laughs> So instead of doing the team breakdowns, but we, you know, for anybody new listening to the show or anybody new to, uh, you know, the English Premier League and European football as a whole, it's thought maybe we should take a second to just kind of explain what the league is so and how it works. So, Sam, why don't you explain the standings and the hierarchy of the Premier League and how that works? Sure. Arsenal is the greatest club that's ever been there, uh-huh. um, that's ever done it, ever will do it, or um, that is currently doing it. And that's basically the hierarchy of English football. That's debatable. <laughs> All right. Um, so the English tier uh, pyramid of professional leagues has a total of four uh, full professional leagues. You have League Two down at the bottom, League One. I know it's weird. League Two is the fourth tier. League One is the third tier. Then you have the championship. Uh, and then you have the Premier League. They work off of a system of promotion and relegation. So the bottom three each have 24 teams in the league. Four get uh, relegated, four go up uh, from the league below at the end of the season. Usually it's the top three in the bottom tiers will go up, and then there's a playoff for that fourth spot. Um, This year, unfortunately, what happened to Bury uh, Football Club in their League Two, I believe, now only has 23 teams. So only three teams will get relegated this season. Um, They are uh, basically a round robin, home and away. You play every team in your league. And it's just you get three points for a win, one point for a draw, and whoever finishes in those top three spots get promoted to the league above. Bottom four uh, get uh, relegated, and then fourth through four, five, six, seven, fourth through seventh will have a playoff to do the the fourth team that's going right. up to the league above. The championship, on the other hand, only three teams go up to the Premier League, and only three teams get relegated. The Premier League also only has 20 teams in it. Right, less teams. Right, so you have the first two uh, in the championship get automatic promotion, and then third through sixth uh, has a playoff. Um, last season we saw Aston Villa uh, winning those playoffs, uh, Melissa's Aston Villa yes. winning those playoffs to get into the Premier League um, in what is widely regarded as the most expensive game in football because of the windfall of money that the winner of that particular game will receive by then having a share of the television rights in the Premier League. Also, one of my personal favorite matches to watch every year. because you just I mean, It's a lot of fun. It, I mean, it's it's do or die. It's such a fun game to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's electric. Oh, yeah. It's it's wild. Um, so then in the top flight in the Premier League. So real quick, Sam. Okay. Uh, just I want to take a quick car- comparisons to the NFL. So you have the Miami Dolphins this year who have flat out pretty much made it known they ain't trying to win a game. Oh, you mean Miami Dade High School? Yeah, exactly. That We're, played the like, Ravens yesterday, right? And lost what was it, fifty nine to ten, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it was even worse as all those Raven fans celebrating. I had, I had somebody in my neighborhood tell me that they were going to buy tickets to, to Miami for the Super Bowl this year, based on that game alone. I said, "You're ridiculous." So, so in that regards, in they're doing that purposely because in the NFL they are going to have the number one overall pick in English soccer. If you did that. Fuck you! You're going down a division, and you're losing financial gain yep. from it. You are going to lose TV money. You are going to lose, um, uh, 
you know, more people coming to your games because people are just yep. going to, well, fuck it. Our team doesn't care. Why should we go watch them play? Yep. You lose money by not succeeding. All of those things. Yep. You still have skin in the game. Absolutely. Yep. You so, know, there's a, a, a reason to not finish in 18th, 19th, or 20th. <laughs> Precisely. And then there's reason if you go down to try to immediately win and promotion again. Yep. Um, particularly because with the TV money, a lot of that TV money we're talking about is the fact that China is very sold in to the Premier League. And of course, the most recent popularity rise here in the United States as well. There is a ton, a ton of money. Going into that league and a billion, what uh, NBC paid a billion dollars. Uh, it's quickly. I mean, as, as everybody always likes to talk about La Liga being the wealthiest league. Well, La Liga is really the wealthiest two teams, and very quickly Correct. the English Premier League is catching them on wealth. Oh yeah. So and if you um, really if you look at Forbes list that comes out every year, there's what three NFL teams, maybe two, maybe three, um, baseball teams. Yep. For richest sports franchises, but no. Between four and six of that top ten are always football clubs. Oh, yeah, always. It's always Manchester always. United, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Arsenal used to be up there. Um, so it, Juventus is up there. Uh, AC Milan is up there in a lot of cases. handful of NFL teams make the make the top 20, like uh, yep. um, the Patriots. Well, the, the Cowboys are the wealthiest team. So uh-huh. Cowboys, Patriots, Redskins are pretty wealthy, even though oh, they're yeah, because they, they, own, they own their own the stadiums. New York Giants. Yep, New York That's Giants. That's the big they thing. All... They, they own their own stadiums. The Giants, not so, because they share uh, what's it called with the uh, with the Jets. MetLife Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So they don't outright own it themselves, so they can't claim it as a full asset. Where FedEx, even though it sucks, <laughs> is fully owned by Dan Snyder, which is you know four hundred million or five hundred million dollars gets added to their to their um, valuation. So go back to what you were talking about. Um, what happens to the top teams in the English Premier League? All right, so uh, finishing first, obviously, after those 38 games, you are crowned the champion of England. Um, Which would be Manchester City. For the last two seasons, yes. yes. Uh, So you have the top three get automatic um, qualification into the Champions League group stages. The fourth place team, the old Arsenal Cup, the Arsene Wenger Trophy, uh, you would get a last round of qualifying qualification. So you would have to play a team from a smaller country that it's a qualify for the right. Champions League proper to get into the group stage. Teams five and six are guaranteed Europa League. Five is guaranteed direct entry into the um, into the group stage. Six, uh, I believe, has to go through qualifying. Uh, six has to go through qualifying, but if both cup winners are uh, not um, top five, six is eliminated. So, Correct. Yeah. Right. So fifth and sixth go to Europa League. Fifth gets the automatic. Sixth goes to if, um, goes to the last round of qualifying. Right. Then um, you have your two domestic cups that happen all season, which ties into this. So the FA Cup and the League Cup, those winners can go can to go Europa. into the Europa League, and then based and, on their cup win, and that could be the tenth place team wins the FA Cup, and then team number six, well, not well even. team number we, seven, we saw, it in recent, we saw it in recent history with Wigan when they beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final 1-0. And they were relegated. Ten years they ago, were, maybe they now. They, were, they were relegated that yeah. season, but still in the Europa League, even though they were a championship club based on their FA Cup winning. Right, because they won the FA yep. Cup. So what happened with Wolves this year that they qualified for the UEFA Cup? That's because Manchester City won all three domestic trophies. Right. So uh, sixth place and seventh place got right. in. So seventh place, because you want to be in the Champions League and you can't play in both tournaments. You can only play in one or the other. 
So you always, the Champions League is much more lucrative. So Manchester City taking those two cup spots, it goes to the next two highest placed te- uh, teams in the league, which so, is, which would be sixth and seventh place. And that's where United and Wolves both then made made it to Europe to right. Europe because City won the FA and the uh, league. I'm sure, cup. United fans love to know that. That's how they got yep. into. Uh, it's uh, United fans as a whole. You got to imagine last year was just a huge shit sandwich. Not only is your team a shit show, but then you have to choose between the in town rivals that you find to be an annoyance winning yet another title in record fashion or your real rivals in the city next to you winning a title <laughs> like that had to be the biggest like it, do you ask a united fan like which team do you want to have win they're probably like no one like right you know it's a catch 22 yeah exactly uh so the other thing about these two tournaments they're named the champions league and the europa league i was just about to get to oh i was going to get to the domestic tournaments you go ahead and talk about so the, uh, with European the tournaments. with those two tournaments um they're named leagues but they're not leagues they're cup competitions they're uh I guess modeled, if you will, after the World Cup. Yep, group so you have stages. A, you have a group stage of four, stages. right? You have a group stage of four teams play a round robin home and away against those teams. So you're guaranteed six games in Europe, which is more TV money, more. Yep. You know, blah blah blah. It also for te- you know the Champions League is mainly the the big five leagues in Europe. You have a couple others here or there, like we saw Ajax from Holland. Um, you've seen occasionally uh, a team from. Portugal, Scotland and Portugal, Portugal. occasionally yeah. get um, towards the most, semis. Right, but mostly it's the top five leagues in Europe. England, France, um, Germany, Italy, Spain. Yep. Right, or f- where most of your teams are coming yep. from. Few Dutch teams, few, a few right. Portuguese teams do well. Where the Europa League is the... A couple s- of Turkish right. teams do well. So the Europa League is the second tier competition where you get smaller countries have more of an opportunity to compete on a European stage. That's why you saw Arsenal, for instance, travel to Azerbaijan right. uh, and, and Baku last season to play Karabag. Um, I think Wolves actually have to do that uh, yeah. this time. Um, so you get a lot of these weird, oddball fucking trips you know, all around Europe, and it kind of sucks and adds travel time, adds time difference, adds you know jet lag, and you're playing Thursday to Sunday is really difficult. And a lot of times with TV... Last season, we saw the Europa League final kick off Arsenal-Chelsea at 11 p.m. Baku time for TV. It was 8 p.m. in England, 3 p.m. here in the States. It's tough. Well, that's like... That's uh, right tough. That's like any sport in the United States. Um, East Coast time always prevails. So oh, yeah. you may have oh, an oh. NBA playoff game going off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon because it's 7 o'clock, seven o'clock on the here, East yeah. Coast is far more important because there's far more asses in seats watching it on television. Yep. You know? um, yeah, basically. And the whole of California is just high anyway. And Washington State now. So they just they don't <laughs> care about work anyway, apparently. So they're going to get there regardless. So um, <laughs> now as we talked about the league, the league is everybody plays everyone twice, once at home, once on the road, and that's it. The season's over. There's no playoffs. There's no, there's playoffs, no nothing. There's no nothing, yep. But that's not be. to say that there aren't tournaments. Um, so right. uh, there's two different domestic tournaments. There is the League Cup, also known as the Carabao Cup, which we've already kind of hinted at people when we said, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Everton won their uh, cup draw over the, in the middle of the week. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the League Cup. And then there is the FA Cup, which is um, 
kind of like March Madness in a way is probably the best way to describe it to an American. Sport. What I what I always like to say to take the American pretentiousness out of it is the the March Madness is more like the FA Cup because the FA Cup is the oldest knockout competition in the world. Yeah, oh, but then touche. but then you sound like hashtag hashtag douchebag. What I sound like is hashtag knowledgeable, <laughs> and the other people sound like hashtag douchebag American pricks, which is why we have such a shitty reputation abroad. Okay, we well. didn't fucking invent everything, you cocksuckers. I thought we did. America. No. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, I forgot about that So movie. the League Cup is just <laughs> the four domestic leagues, right? So just, you know, yes, Premier just League. the professional yes. ranks. And Correct. that's uh, honestly, it's a very kind of overlooked cup for the most part. It's a, especially most, the Premier League teams will play a lot of kids. Yeah, in but, that cup. But it's an opportunity to have a young player on your roster who isn't getting any playing time at all. They know to they get, get, a get run to out. play, yeah. and they're going to play their asses off because they know if they win and go on to the next round, they're going to play another game. And your backup goalkeeper. Right, so you, you know, hear him. He's a cup keeper. You'll right. hear that all the time. God, you know, he gets the cups, and this guy's the number one. God forbid your keeper gets hurt. Your guy's seen some action. He he's ready to right. go. He's ready to play. Um, but the FA Cup is a little bit different because basically, if you've got the ten thousand pound buy-in, you can enter. If, Our drunkard United could enter the FA Cup if we wanted to. If we had ten grand and we wanted to fly over and we wanted to play in the FA Cup. Drunkard United could play in the FA right. Cup. I mean, we'd have to be a registered team with the Football Association, but yeah, yeah. Um, so you get amateur clubs, you get you know part-time players, you get you know all sorts in the FA Cup, which is it's awesome um, and a lot of fun. I mean, I can start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> for for once, I won't actually tell her to hit the. Yeah, I know that might not be a bad idea. Just say why? We did it. Why? Because it was beneficial to me. Yeah, just say we did it. Um, I'm just glad that you told Russ to hit the mute button almost as many times as you told me. <laughs> so it's not like a husband, wife, or a male, female. It's just oh, this no, it's, chair. He's, he's Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> his ego and this chair, and I'm hitting it already. I don't have to look at you to know it's coming. Tell yourself um, whatever you need to tell yourself. <laughs> All right. So, so um, please. But you'll get crazy shit. Uh, we talked about it a lot last season. Um, where Arsenal had traveled to Sutton United, Manchester the, City to traveled to Brentford. Newport County, and Newport County, yeah, yeah in, in where uh, where they play rugby and have monster truck rallies at. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, the kind of places seriously, the, the, the Premier League teams have to go to. Yeah, the pitch looked like a potato patch. Yeah. I mean, it was just bumpy and 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 rugged. I'm sure, Pep um, loved that. Oh yeah. <laughs> The whole team looked like they were having a blast. <laughs> well, and uh, JP, uh, you, you'd like a couple of the things that they do, too. So, like, if one of these small clubs comes to, like, let's say, you know, Luton Town goes to play Arsenal, Arsenal gives them the gate. Because they're just like, you're going to make, you're like, this is a chance for this team to just it make takes a crap care, ton of money. Well, it takes care their of their operating costs season. for a year in a lot of cases, you know, so, that kind of stuff. So flat out, like, literally, they, they will forego their gate that they're the home team for and give it 100% to the team that they're playing, yep. you know, as a, hey, there you go. Your, your bills really, are paid that's for really a sweet season. Of them. That's really yeah, sweet of them. Absolutely. Yeah, well, so I mean, when, when Arsenal kick played... the crap out of somebody 10 nothing, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you should give them a little something so for like, their effort. In that in that particular example for me, the uh when Arsenal went to Sutton, they had to build like scaffolding looking stands just to meet the capacity requirements. They had TV cameras on scaffolding, literal scaffolding, to be able to broadcast the game. Um 
the the pit the uh, changing rooms. I'm sorry, would, didn't have a floor. They were dirt floors. And you've got these, you know, to put it in perspective. And I, I made this this comparison from a couple of seasons ago. Um, Alexis Sanchez played with Arsenal at the time. His car was worth three hundred fifty thousand pound, right? And that's great. He earned it. I have no problem with that. But just to put it in perspective, the entire playing squad salaries for an entire year and all of their vehicles combined value was less than 350000 Wow. So his car was literally more expensive than the entire squad and their vehicles for a season. And I believe that was his uh, weekly wages at Manchester yeah, before he left. <laughs> yeah, after taxes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, roundabouts. But they, so anyway, that's the... Um, that's kind of the the David and Goliath magic aspect of uh, of the FA Cup and why it's so beautiful. The magic of the FA Cup. Yep. And when we get into the first week of January is when the Premier League clubs start to uh, join the tournament. It's in the third in round. round th- in round three proper, because yeah. there is quote-unquote qualifying for this right, also. Of course. There's like s- essentially six rounds leading up to that, but it's three rounds of qualifying weeding out all of the amateur clubs, basically. Right. But occasionally an amateur club Gets makes it through. to that round yep. three, which is always just Which Sutton fabulous. was. Their goalkeeper was also a, a part-time groundsman and a part-time janitor at the club. And, you know, uh, just to make some extra money, did three jobs. He was their backup goalie and uh, took on the two extra he, positions. He needed three jobs because he had the, uh, the same the, build the of pies. me. Oh, yeah. You know, he he, uh, <laughs> he liked to have a meal or two, let's say. Oh, yeah. So hold on. Hold on, gentlemen. So what you're saying is is that D United uh-huh. made it to the FA Cup, uh-huh. qualified, won a couple games, and all of a sudden got a draw against Arsenal at the Emirates. We played the Emirates. They would give you the gate. Oh. Oh. That's not bad. Imagine the amount of white claw we could buy with that, Sammy. That's not bad. And if we spread our cards around correctly, all of us would be able to play. Yep. No, because y'all would be drinking Buckfast. <laughs> yes, we would. In the changing room. And beforehand. you would not make it through the first half. Nope, not at all. We would just look at Josh and Brian and go, uh, handle this. I've played drunk before. <laughs> I'll be fine. So um, one last thing. We were talking about Europa, and we were talking about uh, the Champions League. The Champions League, as Sam said, is all of the teams in Europe. Uh, The best way to uh, kind of describe this, again, comparing it to American sports, this is the Super Bowl of European soccer. This is, the at the end, the two best teams playing each other that get through the tournament to win. So you can have, like what happened last season, you can have a team that did not win their domestic league, a.k.a. Liverpool, be the best team in Europe. Well, the final was the third best team in England in Tottenham. Right. They were playing against. So neither of the two teams in the final won their domestic league. And in Europa, it was the fourth and uh, the... And one of them is also historically shit. Actually, Chelsea was third. So Chelsea was the third place team against you, the fifth place team, and Tottenham was the fourth place team. Yeah, and both finals were all English. Yep. Which we've seen before in all English final in the Champions League when Manchester United took on Chelsea in Russia seven years ago or so. And one beautiful thing that I just want to talk about. Had a Madrid derby in the final twice. Talk about uh, correspondence here is uh, from Otis Anderson. He showed me a great gif of, of, yes, Hines Otis Anderson, of every Liverpool fan when you start to talk about them losing the league and it shows two hands separating a katana and written on the katana is six time. And you already know what the rest of it says. Right. That's pretty good. (laughs) Like, you know, every single time, that's the first thing a Liverpool fan's going to bring up. Of course. Even though they still don't win the domestic league.
All right, so we're going to do this really quick. I just want to take a quick glance at the league as a whole. We're only four games in, so this is just, you know, I don't want to be so trivial as to give it like an A or a B or a C, like a grade like that. Oh, but that's um, what I'd planned on. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> go go Mel, ahead. I mean, Mel, what do I do now? Yeah. Is it best out of five, then? We got to give them a grade. We got to rate them. Just say they're doing Happy well. faces. Above <laughs> expectation, below expectation, you know. They're, they're meeting it's expectation. so boring. So we should really have a pre-show meeting. Like how many shots of Malort? I mean, oh. if you read... <laughs> you Let's read. do that. How we rate them based on shots of Malort. So like, for <laughs> instance, let's just say it now. City and Liverpool, no shots of Malort. Right. Very good. Actually, you know what? That's perfect. Shots of Malort. My producer actually what? produced something. And now she needs to produce the mute button. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So we're going to break this into groups. We're going to do the top six. We're going to do the dark horses. We're going to do the newly promoted clubs. And then we're going to do the rest of the bottom half of the table. Now, precursor. Yes, we know, Brad, your team is not bottom half of the table currently. They're in fourth place. We know this. But this is how we're grouping them to talk about them, okay? Right. And even though Manchester United's in eighth and Chelsea's in 15th, they're part of the top six. Right. That's what it's we're talking about. It's not league position. It's traditional place in English football. So uh, you you pretty much already said it. No shots of a lord for City and Liverpool. They're clearly the best two teams. I mean, you might go into half a shot having that draw. Uh, you know what? Let's see how Liverpool does against uh, against Spurs as well. And yeah. that's that would be the baseline, you know? Fair enough. So, yeah, yeah, so I, I would agree with no shots. What, what do you think, JB? Clearly the best two teams in the league. Everybody else is way behind them. I agree 100%. Excellent. So... Um, Arsenal and Spurs seem to have the talent, but they also have glaring weaknesses, which is why I kind of put them just behind the next two. One of us has more glaring weaknesses than the other, seeing as we're two points clear of them. Okay, well, their their (laughs) problem is, is they're just like a mess right now. Your problem is, is you can't stop people from scoring goals. Hey, we're two one and one, bro. Arsenal's problem is that they just try to walk the ball in every time. My opinion. Got it's Sam while he was mid-drink. Well done. So he Been the respond. same thing for six years. Welcome to being an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> it's I'm used to that. So both, <laughs> I, I like, would probably give Arsenal a half a, a half a shot. I'd give Tottenham a full shot. Okay. Because Tottenham there seems to be something under under the uh, behind the curtain that's going on there. So um, then Chelsea and United. Both squads are young, but somehow Chelsea's young feels better than United's young, doesn't it? Because United's young just feels like it's wrong. Yeah. So Daniel James would be the only highlight for me, right, from the start of the season for United. I think Basaka's played well in his in the new but role. He's, he's just but been steady Eddie. He hasn't done anything major. Right. He, I think he maybe and, has one assist. And I think Maguire has been perfectly fine. Uh, but but the problem is is. Lindelof next to him is just fucking soft. A big softy. He's so soft. He's a care bear. Yeah. And they need to figure out their penalty uh, situation. Yeah. (laughs) That's the truth. Well, that ain't just... Actually, I give United two shots of Malort just for Pogba alone, so we give them three shots all day for being the shit show that they are. I would give... Yeah, I would agree with three shots of Malort for United because, again, there's something going on there that we're not seeing that something's fucked up. Chelsea, I'd give one shot of Malort. Uh, it's boneheaded plays, but it's like it's it's young, dumb boneheaded plays. Yeah, and you it's see, gr- it's more growing pains, and you can see what they're trying there. to do. It's yeah. there. So if you watch week one, Man U and Chelsea, 
uh, Man U completely dominated that game for nothing. Oh, yeah. Both teams have gone in opposite directions, in my opinion, since that game. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. And you, Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham have been massive upsides. Yeah. So I would give them between one and one and a half shots of Malort um, because that they're, they will need to figure out their defensive uh, side of the ball. Of course. But I think once Rudiger's back from injury, they'll be okay. I just need Zuma to keep fucking up so that we can get him on the cheap because Chelsea is desperate to get rid of him. Pretty simple, right? Um, yeah, this, it, it, it feels like even in that 4 nothing loss, it was Chelsea lost 4 nothing because those kids weren't ready to play in a stage like Old Trafford. Right. And Especially all they've the done opening is game of the season yeah. since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah had, I would agree with that. And they had Liverpool coming up in the uh, in the Super Cup right after that, maybe looking ahead to that. Yeah. I don't know. It, Absolutely. And then the, the just the trip to Insta- Istanbul in general in the middle of the week yeah. isn't an easy one. Again, a- equivalent to America for, for American listeners is you're going from San Francisco to New York right. to play a game. As, as an NBA and, team, but there's right. no West Coast... You, Road trip, right. you just you go there, you, then you come back. Yeah, you fly over to New York, you play a game, you fly back to San Francisco, and you play a game three days later. Like, Correct. That that will fuck with your body. Absolutely. Um. So let's go ahead and get into the dark horses. Wolves struggling with their schedule. It would appear for the most part. You know, it's it, it's you know what it's fucking qualifying for Europa. Yeah, absolutely. But what they're doing that Burnley didn't is they're getting some result. They're getting something out of these games. And what are they, three draws and a loss? Right. So they're they're getting something from the games where these were all losses for Burnley last season. So I'm hesitant to give them more than two shots of Malort, but I think they have a good enough squad that they should be doing better than they are. Um, I give them two shots of Malort with you um, only because they've been successful in Europa. They are on fire in Europa. They've yeah. done... Amazing. I mean, they're, they're putting they their cards into it. They are kicking the shit yeah. out of people. They are doing really well in Europa. Absolutely. This this past week, losing to Everton, that shows a that that's a bigger glare on their team to see that they're maybe not deep enough, maybe not ready for the you know for the length of what the league is going to be, for the length of what Europa is going to be. I can see them being that kind of team that finds one avenue, and that's the avenue they're going. It's going to be, we're going to try to succeed in Europe. We're going to try to succeed in the FA Cup. But I think they're good enough they won't get relegated. Oh, no, no, I mean, I think they'll stay up and be very safe. So I I think they're 10th or 11th. And actually, you know what? Um, I might have to take it down to one and a half shots of Malort because they proved uh, the the American Kyle Martino right on last week's pre pre match. Yeah, but Kyle uh, Martino stuff. also had him winning. What's your thoughts on Wolves so far? Uh, I mean, Diego, like you said in Europe, <laughs> dismissed uh, that one pretty quick. Diego Jota, Diego Jota cannot stop scoring in Europe right now. Yeah. And he was a noticeable omission from that Wolves and Everton game. I was really surprised that he wasn't in in, in the squad. That he didn't moment. have a knock. I thought he had picked up a little possibly. Injury. Yeah, but you know, if he's in that, if he's in that. That side possibly could have been a different game, but uh, so far I think it's been the most fantastic game of the season so far in the EPL. That was a lot of fun. That was, was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, and, and that was again, a good game to watch. And again, going into Everton, that was a big win for well, that, them. I mean, they, that's they actually one had they this, lost last yeah, year. Yeah, they actually had a Super Sunday that delivered. Yeah, both of our games that day were were yeah, fucking were both wild. Really yeah, great. They games. were really good games. Frenetic, just end to end stuff. So uh, Everton can't seem to escape the occasional mental lapse. And I'll be honest, I'm worried about this week going to Bournemouth because we suck on the road. Bournemouth's good at home. And the constant pessimist in me that is an Everton fan looks at that and goes... That's a, that's a football fan, though. And just goes, really, and just goes we're somehow going to fuck this up. 
you know? Yeah. When, when if we want to be a team that's challenging to be one of the top six, we need to just know we're walking into Bournemouth and we're winning. So I, I would give Everton a shot and a half right now, my lord. Um, I, and not because of your performances or anything else, uh, and not even because I want to piss you off. I'm giving Everton 10 shots of Malort just because Pickford likes to get the rave on before getting a cheeky Nando's at 3 a.m. Oh, y- so. y- okay. You know what? <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Now, but, 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 you also, based- but, but you forgot, not just 10 shots of Malort before getting the rave on, before getting some uh, Nando's, he likes to get into a bar fight, too. Oh, that's true. Let's yeah. not forget that. Um, Performance-based, I'd probably only give you one shot of Malort. I thought you've had a pretty decent Team start to good. the season. Yeah. Um, you look like you're figuring it out. Uh, one blight, obviously, would be the um, injury to, uh, to uh, JPEG. Yeah, that um, doesn't help. From rushing him into uh, into action because of Schneiderlin's red card. Right. Yeah, it's and, just unfortunate. And, which and is funny because basically now you Morgan Schneiderlin strikes again. Well, and now <laughs> you see the the way Delph played in that game against Wolverhampton. Like Schneiderlin is not going to sniff the field at all. He's only coming on if Gomez if or uh, wrong, yeah. or or Delph gets injured. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Going to West Ham. West Ham looks strong. Really, really strong. The only thing I'm worried about is what if someone gets hurt. Yeah, I would I would give them one shot of Malort at the moment. I think they're flying high. This is one of their best starts of the season since I've been a football fan. And um their squad is very thin though. They looked a shell of themselves without Felipe Anderson um and without uh uh who was it? The it was not it this, was this Sebastian Ale. But the game before. Yeah, the Brighton match where yeah, they drew. They just they looked a shell of themselves from the, the start of the season. I mean besides besides that five nil to Manchester City <laughs> at the start of the season. Hi Chris. Chris, that's a bit. It's yours. <laughs> Fucking own it. That's yours now. Um I'm actually giving a uh half a shot despite the Manchester City loss. They're they look good. They look Really good, and I have a feeling that team is going to quietly be sitting in seventh and eighth. And just don't be surprised if you somehow see a team like Manchester United and a team like Chelsea in ninth and tenth, and you see Everton, Leicester, and West Ham all in front of them. Would not surprise me one bit. Interesting. I, I can I can actually see that. Um. So Leicester is uh, high flying. Right, Leicester's really high flying, cruising along. Um, but here's my problem with Leicester: what's their plan B? They don't have one. Right, they don't so, have one. I mean, I'd, I'd give them a shot of Malort for that reason and that reason alone because they right. started the season very well. Yeah, they look great. Um, They're playing as well. you'll see from my pick for next weekend. Ha <laughs> ha! There's a little foreshadowing. Um, so the newly promoted teams—that's <laughs> that's what they call it in the biz, Mel. Heard foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. So uh, newly promoted teams. Can we? I'm going to talk about your team. Yeah, don't talk. You're good. <laughs> we we just kind of everybody gave each other the universal. We need to speed this shit up, and then everybody suddenly wants to go on tangents. <laughs> Settle the fuck down. Daddy's driving the bus. Drunk Uber passenger. No, don't even touch the, the fuck the mute button. Thirty five minutes. Mute yourself. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, Aston Villa. Pretty simple. They need to win games. Yeah, they do, because I'm sick and tired of Malort, Taylor. Yeah, um, I think they're going to be safe. Yeah. I really do. Um, but I probably have to give them, I, I'd say probably two shots of Malort. I think they were robbed by the referee against Palace. You think? But that's a game 
that you need to to win. That's a game that you need to come out of yeah. on top. And they had chances to do so before Kevin Friend Kevin Friended it. And um you should have been two 0 up at least at that point yeah, and it wouldn't have mattered. We should have been angry, but that shouldn't have been the game loser for us. Correct. So uh, a, a few thoughts on that. Um I would give them three shots of Malort because that's the exact same number of shots <laughs> Melissa's had to do so far this season. Bless your little cotton socks. And if Lindsay was here, she would have had to do three shots of Malort, but I ended up having to do four because their only win was against us. Um, my thought, my thought is this: Can this team? We keep comparing them to Fulham, and last season, all we kept saying about Fulham was they need to start winning. They need to start winning. They need to start winning. Suddenly they're being relegated, and that's what we said the whole season. Well, now, so. I, don't, I don't think it's going to go that far simply because they've got Tom Heaton. They also have um, Tyrone Mings, who looks up to snuff, got called up to England. Yep. Um, he, he looks the business. Tom Heaton, again, is on the bench behind Jordan Pickford for this international break. And Pope. Uh, Pope's and, the number three. Yeah, and Nick Pope from Burnley's the yeah. number three, Yeah, as we talked about over the summer with the, uh, the goalkeepers. Um, but... They also have Wesley up front, who's looking like he's he's getting there. And if yeah. you can get Jack Relish scoring goals, he's he's been close a few times. I think once you see him break the duck, I think he's gonna. You'll see a little bit of a, I, a windfall from him. I think they're gonna be okay too, but we still keep looking at that break the duck. Now it, it's been a while since I've asked Sam Graham to break down some terminology for me, but I'm gonna have to have you break that one down. Well, it, like a, a duck is like a zero, right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And when you break the duck, you just you get one. I just I just needed some clarification yeah. on that. I hadn't heard it before. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So That's um, an oldie. moving moving on to the Canaries, Norwich. Um I'd give them only one shot of Malort, but this team's gonna lose a lot of games five to three. Yeah. I would knew Pookie. That's the name. I think yeah. he's the only bright spot. A bright spot, bright spot. <laughs> that yeah, Todd can't well as well. I think that's how you say spot and finish. Um, <laughs> I think uh, nice ad lib. Thanks. I think that he's he's probably their their bright spot and the reason that their Malort shots aren't too high for me. Yeah. Um, but you brought up a good point a couple of weeks ago, just wondering, you know, whether or not teams are going to start to figure them out, and if everything is is solely going through him. You saw if it with he's West getting, Ham if he's getting too much. Um, going to start getting too much attention. Can somebody else step up and be that difference? Um, so I would probably give them two shots of Malort right now. Yeah. Um, and if if Pookie starts to fall off at all, their their Malort shots are going to grow quick, uh, quickly. Uh, Sheffield United, can they keep up what they're doing? Because like their three center backs like to play striker and then somehow make it back to center back. And every it's it's like it's like squirt soccer remember when your kid <laughs> first started playing soccer yeah and everybody gets set in positions and they put the ball in the middle of the field and the coach looks at every player and goes okay little johnny you are right fullback you stay out here and okay little billy you're center midfielder you stay here and the minute the ball gets kicked 10 kids surround the ball and just follow the ball all around the field but little billy sharp steps up and scores goals <laughs> exactly <laughs> got it in um zing I, I not would, really a zing. It's a compliment. I but. would I would only give them uh, <laughs> two shots of Malort. Just they're they're playing well. They're, yeah, they're I mean, they, and they, I mean, getting a draw away at Chelsea as a newly promoted team, even with the problems they have, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea that is that has the problems, right? But that's Chelsea's going to Chelsea's going to give teams that opportunity. No, I know, but that's still a respectable result, is what I'm saying. They could have, as a newly promoted team, they could have just 
played within themselves and capitulated. This but, feels like Blackpool. Yeah, 45 minutes uh, and 45 seconds. You know, right after the start of the half, they come down and, and, and make Chelsea look like schoolboys. Yep. I mean, I think there's something to the team, and, and it's a respectable result what they got last time out. So I, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to give them two shots okay. yeah, at the moment. But it is a bit helter-skelter for me. So let's go to the uh, rest of the bottom half of the league. Uh, the current fourth-place team, uh, Crystal Palace, um, finally got a great start. Yeah, they uh, finally started quickly. I, can they keep Zaha's the question? I mean, Did they lose him over the fall? I mean, over the January, yeah. you know? I mean, um, do you lose him in January is really a big question. Uh, I, I don't know. You know what? I only give them a half a shot of Malort. They're exceeding expectations. They're playing They're playing great football for what they are as a club. They are doing very, very well. I'm going to premise this by saying I love you, buddy, but they get four shots of Malort from me just because Brad's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Half a shot based on results. So, <laughs> Watford, will sacking the coach fix the problems? So, maybe, uh, because their, prob- their biggest problem has been their defense. I mean, they can't score goals, but at least they'd be picking up points if their defense was right. And Kike uh, Sanchez-Flores knows how to organize a defense. Right. So, I'd say so far, I'd probably give them 10 shots of Malort. They've been abysmal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Ten shots. They've been terrible. And I I mean, I don't like them anyway, except for the fact that Elton John once owned them and is their biggest fan. But Fat Drake just annoys the absolute fuck out of me. This could be the surprise team. There's always, every couple of seasons, a surprise team that at the end of the year, you're like, wow, how the fuck did they go down? It's nor- And it's a start oh, like go this. Down. I thought you meant normally yeah. a surprise team that stays up after a shit start. No. And it's normally Crystal Palace. Right. Um, for the situation I described. Right. But I think you might be right. Uh, Watford, if, if they can't fix it quick, if they're still you know struggling for form and struggling for confidence by Christmas, they're in real trouble. Um, they could be the first three-manager team uh, since Fulham last season. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bournemouth, not their normal hot start. They're no. not at all. Normally, they're off. To, they're normally one of those teams you see in third or fourth place after the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, but you've got. Um, I think their last performance was their best performance of the season so far. Yeah, uh, and with these couple of weeks, they've only missed one or two. Ryan Fraser, Callum Wilson got called up to uh, Scotland and England, respectfully. Um, I think you're going to see most of their squad rested, having trained for the last two weeks. Uh, I think they're going to be okay, and I think they're going to come back. I would probably give them three shots of Malort to start, um, but they're on the ups. I'm I'm quickly pouring those shots down the drain because of that last performance. I thought they played very well. I'm giving them four shots because they should have started better. They had opportunities to win games and they didn't. And I, I just I'm not. This was the this was the problem I had with them over the summer that I told you that I think that maybe everybody's figured them out, and I'm not so sold. That they're completely fixed. Um, All right, JB, you look like you had a thought on uh, Bournemouth. Yes, no. No, agree with the uh, the slow start, but I mean the talent's there. Like Ryan Fraser, Callum Wilson, yeah. Joshua King, like who's Danish? Yeah, <laughs> I just always like to say that. This these guys, a very not Danish name. These guys were their surprise. I think of this, the one of the surprises of the EPL last season, and I top ten at this point. Looking at them. Maybe a stretch, but I mean, I don't think they're in any danger of relegation. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they are either. Ultimately, uh, Burnley. Back to being Burnley. I give them two shots just because they're on the bottom <laughs> half of the table, but 
you know, Burnley's back to being Burnley. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, Southampton, consistently inconsistent would be the <laughs> best way to describe that. Yeah, I give you that. Um, so for me, I would give uh, Southampton five shots of Malort simply because you go and you draw Manchester United, you deserve an extra shot because if you do that, why can't you win games? Yeah, I. I don't know. I I just don't. I, ever since they did the stupid airplane thing, I can't get past them. But <laughs> for real, but they uh, haven't gotten Che Adams off and running. They still don't score a ton of goals. I, I'm still not sold on them de- uh, defensively necessarily. I mean, Angus Gunn's gonna have a lot of work to do this season, and I don't know that he'll be up to uh, up to the task. Yeah. Uh, much like Tom Heaton had so much work to do for Burnley and now for Villa, but is is up to the task in my right. opinion. Um, I think they very well could get relegated uh, despite their league position currently. Um, I'd probably give them four shots of Malord as well. Got it. Um, Newcastle, great new signings, but will Mike Ashley ultimately become a distraction? Joshua King's Norwegian, by the way. Okay, Norwegian, not Not Danish. Danish. Sorry. Very good. But I knew he was Scandinavian. Fact check. I just li- live fact checking here on the Drunker United Football How Show. Look that? at that! You got a live fact check. You got an in-show meeting that we should have talked about pre-show. Guys, you get everything with us. No wonder this show's running long already. The People's um, Podcast. New Newcastle. Newcastle. I give yes. Newcastle. I give an entire bottle of Malort to <laughs> simply because they're owned by Mike Ashley. One hundred percent agree. Uh, even though, well, the other thing is their good luck charm is an American who happens to be a friend of ours. Yes, picked I, up four points while he was uh, while he was overseas. In fact, I say bottle of Malort in a paper bag, Ooh. being drunk. While drunkenly blacked out, leaning against the dumpster fire. That is what I give uh, <laughs> Newcastle. I'm going to give them no shots of Malort uh, because they beat the Spurs at Spurs, which made my heart happy. <laughs> oh, heard. <laughs> and then um, finally, Brighton. Are they doing enough? No. No? Okay. Nope. Um, no. Yeah. I uh, With their 3 0 opener, I think they should have been followed that up with a little bit more consistency, and they haven't. Um, I'm going to give them three shots of Malort. Uh, I think Graham Potter needs to take notice of, of what he's doing there um, and and be very careful. I give them two shots of Malort, but I'm holding the bottle waiting to pour more because the offense has gotten much improved. So I yeah, just I, I worry that they're leaving themselves too exposed. Yeah. I mean, was, the first game of the season was great, and I think they hit – it was Watford, wasn't it? I think they yeah. hit them, uh, you know, kind of quickly um, – uh, kind of blitzed them a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, not as bad as Manchester City blitzing West Ham that opening day of the season. But um, but I think that he's now leaving too many gaps at the back. And, you know, I, I think they could find themselves in trouble if they don't shore that up quickly. All right, it's time to get into what we were actually the meat and potatoes of the show, even though we've already given ourselves a whole serving of steak. So let's go back for a second serving, Sammy. Uh, Yeah, I like second servings. Um, But I do want to just quickly point out uh, something as as just to preface this, Mm -hmm. um, if I can find ours. Uh, So Mr. JB here, our guest, uh, we brought him in to talk fantasy, and you'll do his full intro in a second. He's ranked second in our league knowing dick shit about soccer, but knowing everything about <laughs> fantasy. I am in 
I am in eleventh, knowing everything about football and nothing about fucking fantasy. So this uh, is where, the, where this am is I? the section. Where am I? This is the section. I, I believe I'm ahead of you because of my 93 point week last week. You jumped up to fifth, mate. Yeah, you had a, you had a really good week. Last so week. this yeah, is I did everybody yeah. on everybody on my team scored. Yeah, Sheik Sam over there signed Sergio Aguero, you know, made him his captain. Have asked if he didn't already know the answer to I that. I know, I know. So this is the section of the show where I take off for the most part. Okay, go ahead and crack one. There we go. That's a boy. Enjoy yourselves. So yeah. catch um, you later. So let's let's face it. As far as American culture goes. And this is actually kind of hurting the NFL in a way. People aren't necessarily team loyal anymore. It's all about fantasy sports. It's all in, and particularly even in American football, it's about week to week fantasy sports that that is a gambling element that wins money. And it's more fun to sit at your home with a case of beer and a plate of wings and your amazing flat-screen TV with your iPad next to you checking all your teams that you're doing in fantasy sports. So it's a kind of a crazy thing, but soccer has a fantasy element, but it's considerably different than what American fantasy sports are. So can I also say one quick thing about what you just said, actually? The people still go to live football because of the atmosphere and how crazy it is, especially in England, Right. right? Where the country's small enough, it's a three-hour train ride on the express train to Newcastle from London. You can go in a day, support your team three hours away. Right. The sheer size of the United States, you don't get that. And then, especially here for us as a Redskins fan, right? we have a melting pot of people here because of all the, the government jobs yeah. and all of the military installations yes, we very, have around very here. Very transient area. Yeah. It's, it's very much not even a home game, really. Yeah, we play the Cowboys this next weekend. Right. It is a Cowboys home game. Essentially. It's the, not the a Redskins or, home game. It, it, it's a Cowboys home game. minimum, it'll be 50-50. Yeah, half the stands will be Cowboy right. fans. And three quarters of those twats have never been to fucking Dallas, which irritates me. <laughs> it's true. It's in the same goddamn country. I went to England to support my team when I was 19 and a waiter. The least you could do is make it to fucking Dallas. So our one of, part of our Houston contingent, Smokey, is a big Dallas fan. So, uh, Smokey, I look forward to all the back and forth we're going to have on Twitter this weekend as you kick the shit out of us, but I'm going to talk crap the whole fucking time. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. That's part of the, the thing about watching at home and doing those sorts of things is the atmosphere in NFL games kind of sucks. So, because um, you, I mean, you only get home fans, and if your team's getting beat, like it's just a dismal atmosphere. Hey, there's you're not even hearing one subsection cheer. You know what I mean, like you do in England, because hey. you have those those easy away trips. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Mel, Mel, hit the uh, hashtag douchebags uh, mute button. I'm talking to JB over here. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first one of the season. <laughs> I I am in control, bitches. I am in control. You know what it is? He slept in this weekend because uh, he didn't have to get up at yeah, seven a.m. Hungover for games. Right. He rewatched Game of Thrones. He fucking thinks he's yeah. Jon Snow. Yeah, both yeah, of you, yeah. both of you, mute buttons. I have questions. <laughs> so uh, JB, how long have you been doing uh, fantasy Send me the football? Link to the EPL. Game. So uh, EPL. Uh, so beer. a few years ago, I was uh, invited to play in a in a Premier League fantasy league with a. Uh, some co-workers uh, based in my Glasgow office. Uh, shout out to Jamie Moore and Andy uh, Cameron. Uh, me being the only American, uh, I figured I know I know soccer. I know teams. I know players. Uh, I gave it a shot, and I failed miserably. 
Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> since then, uh, I learned from what works and what doesn't work, uh, trends, strategies, et cetera. And uh, as Sam mentioned, you know, like so far, if we, four weeks in, I'm sitting uh, second on the table in, uh, in DU United uh, Fantasy League. Yeah, 257 points. Uh, and we should mention the first place guy, um, Bob Hartman. Absolutely. Do we know him? I think so. Well, I'm All chasing right. him. Uh, three, Bob, Bob, I don't know you. Reach out. I need to know you. 303. Yes. And, uh, he's got. And mind you, by the way, the key thing to know about the Drunker United Football League is that Sam Graham uh, reaches out to me and says, hey, should we do a fantasy football league? I say, no, we shouldn't. If we're going to do something, we should do it right. Later on that night at three o'clock in the morning, while talking to our friend Lindsay, he's all drunken. He goes, I was "We're drunk. starting a fucking fantasy league." I, I was mean, drunk. to be fair, I've been <laughs> chirping at you for the last year or so. I was drunk in Ocean City, and I was like, "Yeah, fantasy league sounds good." Yeah. And Lindsay and somebody else was it you that Possibly. commented on that Facebook post? You were like, "Yeah, what's up with the fantasy? Let's do it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, "All right," <laughs> twisted my arm enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's how most leagues start. Just enough whiskey in me to get the admin right and so, to also be easily persuaded. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully next year we'll we'll get something a little bit better. This was kind of like literally Sam Graham hammer time to just go start league, push the button. Cheers. Yeah. Well, I said there's gonna be no prizes. I told I got the admin spot on. Hence, hence why why my team name is Big Sam's Matter because <laughs> my opinion matters. Damn it, <laughs> fucking drunk Uber passenger. So, um, how many leagues are you currently in? So currently, I'm in uh, two Premier League fantasy leagues. Obviously, one with the uh, the D United, uh, the prestigious D D uh, football show title table, um, and then I'm also in the uh, like I mentioned, the uh, one with uh, my coworkers that are are based in uh, in Glasgow, Scotland, um, where I, where I uh, represent America as the only uh, American. I'll be in Glasgow uh, next Wednesday. Nice. Yep. He'll be easy to find. He'll be the American hopped up super blackout drunk on a shit ton of buck fast. So, uh, yep. so uh, one of my friends, uh, Jamie Moore, as I mentioned, uh, look him up. Uh, he could tell you all about the old firm, which is uh, yep. the big it's, topic. Uh, Celtic and, and Rangers. Celtic yep. founded in the basement of a Catholic church. Rangers being a Protestant club. Um, and through the late 80s and early 90s in the religious riots, had a boatload of fights, uh, killings, stabbings. Uh, outside of games, shooting flares off. To this day, they still have crowd trouble in the games. And um, I mean, it could Celtic be. is my Scottish team, so maybe you shouldn't bring that up then. I, um, <laughs> while you're there, <laughs> and I'm a Celtic supporter. Yeah, I it, well it, for for my Scottish team, I have a team in every country, but Arsenal's got my heart. I was gonna say, Sam, it could be the fact that both sides still, as they walk to the stadium for that derby, is they drink an entire bottle of Buckfast along the way. Yeah. Might have somebody. Are you aware of what Buckfast is? I am not. It is Scottish a, Mad Dog 2020. Um, but <laughs> but it fucked a Red Bull because it has caffeine in it. Hey. <laughs> it's <laughs> Jamie Vardy in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Love Jamie Vardy. So um, are there um, websites that use a more American style? A la, like, normally in American football, it's all head-to-head. And it's a week to week thing where what we do, and you also draft a team that is your team. So if I drafted, let's say, Gilfie Sigurdsson, nobody else could get him. Where where current, what you currently see for the uh, EPL is, is if you want to buy Aguero, you could buy Aguero. There's five teams in our league that have Aguero. Um, is there a draft style 
website and is there a head-to-head website where it's more week-to-week and not rotisserie point style? Yeah, good question, Sam. So, yeah, so there are various types of leagues. Classic style, which is the format that uh, DU Football uh, Show uses. Um, here teams are ranked based on their selected players, total points in a game. Uh, there's also, like you said, the head-to-head format, uh, which is – uh, where you uh, where teams play against uh, everybody else's squad, uh, so technically you play against someone who has the same lineup as you. Like you said, you know you could play against somebody that has your Guero. Uh, you both have Sterling. You both have Mane. Uh, so you're, that's really like a wash. Uh, so it really in that type of format, it could come down to the uh, the value picks that you select. Um, in that type of format, uh, three points are awarded for a win and one point for a draw. Um, with both of these formats, you have a starting budget of $100 million for uh, player selection. Right. Uh, each player, um, uh, goalies, defenders, midfielders, forwards, are assigned a specific price value. Note to this, this value is based on a, uh, a secret algorithm. Uh, it so, also fluctuates during the season uh, yes. by a couple hundred thousand potentially. Yes, exactly, and that's based on like this uh, this algorithm that you know it's it's kept very secret. Um, but basically, it it's based on the number of times that the player has been transferred in and out of a in and out of a squad. So if you look at a guy like uh, Timu Puki, for example, he started out the season at a value of six point five million. Now today, his value is at seven hundred seven million. So that's based on the fact that one, he's had a good start to the season, five goals, and everybody four. started picking him. Everyone up. started picking him up. Yep. So uh, like um. The inverse of that, so if you could look at like a goalkeeper like Allison for Liverpool. His value at the start of the season was six million. He got hurt in this calf in week one, midway through their matchup. Uh, a lot of folks dropped him, so his value now is five point nine million. Or and the five, minute the minute he's healthy, everybody's going to buy boom. him on the cheap. Yeah. So you can go back, but you know you got to keep an eye on that. So uh, when he is healthy again, and Jurgen Klopp says, "Yep." We're ready to to roll him out there again. The value might jump before yeah. he actually plays a match. So you got to go get him. Um, but basically, it's the number of times a player has been uh, transferred in and out of the team. Like I said, uh, you use your uh, 100 million budget to select a, a starting 11 plus bench spots. Um, so you'll have uh, two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders, three forwards. There are also uh, draft leagues, um, which is kind of more familiar with like the American style of right. uh, like fantasy. Uh, what, what do you call it, Sam? What's American football called? Throwball? American football. Yeah. Throwball, handball. If you want to get technical, it's called hand egg. Hand egg. That's right. That's what I was looking for. Hand egg. the ball's oblong like an egg. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was looking for, that reference there. Um, So there is no budget in this particular format since a player can only be taken once in a particular league. Got it. So we did, I want to say it was like, we did it. Four years ago, Sam, it was like fan checks or yeah, something like that. It was a like shite website. I mean, it was a horrible website. But, but it was they, fun. I, dr- <laughs> I drank almost a case of Coors tan can that night. Oh, we were you know, going deep had the on little, the tan cans. I had the little squat bottles. Yeah, we that were. That was a good night. I don't know how I made it home, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's, that's all I really remember from that night. And then, y'all, it was right when um, the NWA movie came out, straight out of Compton. Yep. And I had a tank top on. And someone took a, a rather big, our boy Big Pat took a rather compromising photo of me where I looked very effeminate, <laughs> and it said straight out of sleeves. <laughs> yes, uh, it did. Was the, the meme uh, that he made of me? <laughs> it was very funny. Where is this meme? 
Yeah, it's uh, I'll, <laughs> buried I'll, in someone's iPhone. I'll, oh no, yeah. it's definitely on Facebook somewhere. I will definitely find that 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 photo. It was fabulous. Because um, ideally, I, I I mean, looking to the future for what I want to do with a quote unquote Drunkard United League, I'd like to actually do a draft style league and one player, one team. That's it. Kind of treat it like the NFL style. But I gotta find a better website than than the website we used the last time because that website fucking sucked. And then the, it's also uh, a matter of, of figuring thing, though, out my, points my, too. My issue with that though is Premierleague.com does have that type of format. Yeah, oh, very good. They do have a draft style, but my thing is, is we're gonna have to limit the league at that point because there's only so many players. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, so yeah. I, it would, I it still would be like having the option of 10 doing people, probably right. I still like having the option of doing a, a, a transfer budget league because we can include all of DU Nation, and we're ever growing, mate. I hear you ever growing. You know. By the way, the guy in first, Bob. Uh-huh. The very handsome Bob. Uh-huh. He's an Astavilla supporter. Comes Ooh. to us oh. on Wednesday. Very good. From I, uh, I, I Facebook well, stalked you. him and sent him a friend request. So and Bob. by the pictures, he's the reason for the white claw shortage. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Very good. Just kidding. I'm sure you're a lovely bloke. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> because also being the uh, constant, I would say, quote unquote, program director that my wife likes to call me, um, I would see a great show, a great show with us doing a draft here at the house. Oh, no, that'd having be fun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having like a dozen of our asshole friends here. We do a draft, we get blind stinking drunk, and then we turn on the microphones. Well, so, J- I don't, J- know, if I, I don't J- know if I want that footprint. Well, that means that you're out because we have a dozen drunk ass idiot friends. Anytime <laughs> someone <laughs> drafts somebody that's already been picked, they have to do a shot of Malort. Oh, yes, that would be brilliant. Uh, but, well, you'll never get the Eastern European names out by the end of it. When you're looking for filler players, but please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. From no, experience, I was just so. going, bitch. this guy, this guy. I want this one. From experience, drafting while drinking is never a good idea. Uh, I nominate no, producer Mel as the commissioner. Yeah, that's why it'll be fun. That's exactly why we do it, JB. Okay. That is exactly <laughs> why we do it. What would be a professional, good, appealing show to the masses? This. Yes. Do the fucking opposite of that. <laughs> That's how we roll on this show. Have you heard either of the two transfer roundups? <laughs> we'll Brilliant do, golden radio. We'll sir. do a draft special and sell it on Patreon. <laughs> That's there right. There you go. Hey, there it is. Oh, Only I guess, for, you guess we it, might have to talk about it tonight. You can have a draft special for $49.95. It comes with a free Popeye's chicken sandwich. Red balls gives you wings. In your imagination. Um, so uh, give us a little bit of a um, an idea of how you would select a team in the EPL versus how you would select a team in NFL. Yeah, so obviously you want to have the best team possible. So I do a little bit of research before I select my team. I look at values, trends, player form. Always look at a player's form over any particular fixture. That's what I say. Okay. Uh, you know, there's certain uh, uh, literature like on, on the scout, on PremierLeague.com, as well as uh, Fantasy Football uh, subreddit are, are good sources for player selection insight. So, like, 
your big hitters are going to be your got your Mo Salas, who, who's twelve point five million, Kunaguero twelve point one, Raheem Sterling twelve point three, Sadio Mane eleven point five, Harry Kane eleven. All of these players are going to be your uh, what we call captain during any particular game week. Um, but uh, for me, Aguero has been my captain every single week. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad one to have. But uh, unfortunately, you can't have all these all these stars in your lineup. Uh, so, you, so you need to get a creative. Uh, you need to get creative and look at uh, value players to cover. So guys like Kevin De Bruyne. Nine point eight million. Todd Cantwell, we mentioned earlier, four point eight. Mason Mount, uh, currently at six point four. Started the season at six. He's a popular guy. Anthony Marshall started seven point five. Now at seven point seven. Uh, we mentioned Daniel James, uh, three goals out of three matches. Currently listed at six point one for Manchester United. Hot commodity. So guys like that that can cover um, cover your lineup uh, without having to spend the amount of money that you would do with a Salah or a Mane or a Sterling. Right. Um, on the defensive side, uh, player values are are not as pricey. So Liverpool's Trent Alexander Arnold, uh, he's the high, highest value defender at seven point one currently. Um, but players, uh, you're looking at defenders. You want to look at players that push up. So like also in Liverpool, like Andy Robertson, uh, Everton's Lucas Dean, uh, uh, Kyle Walker, or Luke Shaw. Those guys. Here's, in- here's a question for you then with defenders: Are you looking for center backs that are going to get you header goals? in on corner kicks are you looking for wing backs that are going to get you assists and goals on crosses and free kicks do you look for a guy like you know old school for me with everton leighton baines took all the penalty kicks he took all the free kicks is that a guy that you look for because you know they're going to give you goals or do you think absolutely defensive absolutely you're looking at chances so you know a center back typically isn't going to give you a lot of chances so but uh but if you look at a guy like virgil van dyke uh with uh with liverpool i mean he's a center back but he's so massive he's so big you get a corner kick or a free kick he's in the box he can overpower everyone he just towers over everyone i don't know how many goals he had last year but he was uh, i believe second in uh fantasy premier league scoring for defenders last year second to andy robinson for liverpool so how do you balance a center back between the two things giving up goals because if you give up goals you lose points you lose the clean sheet and scoring goals how do you balance that because not maybe, even that. It's also partially it's, getting, it's also partially getting assists. Yes. I mean, look at somebody like David Luiz who fucks up consistently, but he's a but. great ball playing center half. Yes, and right. his his now it was a hockey assist this particular time, but he's had a ball over the top to Aubameyang, who then played it, got a little one two at Laka, and then scored. But it was that ball that unlocked the defense. So what I'm wondering, or somebody is, like Nathan Ake, what who's I'm, always in and around the box on a corner. That that's right. the perfect example. Yeah. Bournemouth. Bournemouth is going to give up goals, but Nathan Ake somehow always seems to score goals or create goals. Right. So he started the season, I think, at $5 million. Um, He was somebody I looked at a lot just because of that you know, ability to create scoring chances. So you're looking at, for defenders... Obviously, like their their main mission on the field is get clean sheets. They get six, you know, I believe uh, what six, is it? Six, six points, points for, six clean points for a clean sheet. Um, but you know, but also like the the bonus to that: do they create scoring chances? Do they score goals? I mean, so and these are the guys. I mean, that's why like Virgil Van Dyke is so important. Exactly. You know, because Liverpool's got an airtight defense. Yep. But you also not so much so far this year, but it'll come around. You also have the threat of him from. I think a lot of that's Adrian's fault, to be honest. But you also have a lot of 
scoring threat and how tall he is and and yeah. you know decent with his feet as well. Yep. Um, and the defenders like you were talking about, and Andy Robertson and um, Trent Alexander, uh, Trent, Arnold. Uh, Alexander Arnold, yeah. where they get a boatload of assists. Yeah. And sometimes accidentally score goals that the Premier League fucked up and gave to it as an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Virgil, Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, he's the most owned player in fantasy across fantasy Premier League. Right. Over and 50%. all that does all that does in terms of your fantasy team, right? Players like Aguero and players like Virgil Van Dyke is they keep you up to snuff with everybody else because they're the most owned players yes right so you're just gaining the same points that everybody else is but that's where your role players come into absolutely into effect as you said earlier it's, it's those value players those kind of ryan frazier's of the world or you know uh andres gomez for yeah. instance or whoever where you have the real value because maybe 0.5 percent of people have them on their team Right. So um, I don't want you to give away too much, but <laughs> for people listening who are in there doing fantasy currently, um, give me two people next week, value adds. Who is somebody that, um, if you had to drop someone, who do you go grab? Who's a value? I mean, I mean, if you get a look at a guy like, uh, I mean, this week particularly, uh, you're going to like this same. I'm looking, I'm looking at Arsenal. I'm looking at Alexander Lacazette. Uh, nine point four million. Uh, they're playing at home this weekend. Uh, twenty two out of his twenty nine goals so far, the Premier League have been at the Emirates. I would also double check his injury from the Tottenham game, which right. I have not done. But he did get stretched off. I don't know if it was stretched off in like the sixty fifth minute uh, against Tottenham last time out. So I would double check his injury. Yeah, him and uh, uh, Mayang, uh Eleven million value. Both scored on in the uh, the North London Derby last weekend. Um, we mentioned Daniel James, six point one, great value. Three goals in three games. Uh, guys like James Madison, like he he gets a lot of set piece opportunities. He takes corners. He takes free kicks. I believe he takes PKs as well. So like mm-hmm. this guy, I mean, obviously they yeah, got, it's not Vardy, it's Madison who takes the PKs. Takes, so these guys, he's gonna get he's yeah. gonna get chances to score. Um, Callum Wilson, seven point eight. I know we talked about Bournemouth earlier. Seven point eight million. Uh, they've struggled a little bit, but Callum Wilson, Wilson has scored a goal or assist in all matches so far this season. He had an assist in the first three matchups and a goal last weekend, uh, two weeks ago. So uh, he's been on the score sheet for for four. I and mean, then of course, you know, and we talked about Cunaguero. I mean, he's had a, such a hot start to the season. Forty points in the first. Uh, uh, four star. I mean, six goals, one assist uh, in four games. It's absolutely impressive. Yep, very cool. Well, this boys, this is pretty fantastic, right? It was fun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Really appreciate it. I'm an eleventh. I mean, what I've been <laughs> what I've been thoroughly enjoying is the entire time <laughs> you and I have been talking. My wife and Sam have been writing notes back and forth to one another, passing their phone to one another, <laughs> and then just looking at me with these long stares. Got to keep up on the socials, man. Which has just been fucking entertaining. Hashtag admin. It's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. Yeah, what are we owing for, both uh, of us? Yeah, we're both down four hundred bucks. All right, um, but the you know the chickens three and one, so we got that <laughs> going for us. And um, what's Kitty doing? No, no, wait, wait. We get to Kitty. We'll get Not, to that. Yeah, I thought Pat was a chicken. Oh, we get ha, to that. Get so. it? It's a diss. Uh, it's a dig. <laughs> and that's a dig. Sam drank um, a lot of whiskey today. He's trying to catch up. <laughs> settle down. <laughs> I've taken a whole week off. <laughs> I've meditated. I've reflected over the entire season. I'm recharged and I'm ready to go. How about you, Sam? 
Yeah. That, folks, is just pinpoint accurate, (laughs) amazing broadcasting. Clear, concise. (laughs) We're already in an hour 10 trying to move forward. All right. What's your fucking pick then? All right. So we all uh, we've spoke about it time and time again about how Lester has had a great start to the season. They uh, seem to have their identity back uh, under old Brendy and his fucked up teeth. Um, I have Lester to win at Old Trafford. Nice. Right? That's not all. Going risky. That's not all. Are you parlaying this bitch or are you doing two bets? Three times. Oh. Lester to win at Old Trafford. Vardy to score at any time. And the total goals in the game to be an odd number. I have plus 1,050. Oh, somebody's going big. Yep. See, there's somebody's going to be down Another 500. Or I'm going to be way Or up. somebody's going to be up 500. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got Vardy with a hat trick, don't you? No. I have a Just two. Just a goal. Just a goal. If I'm really thinking about it, I've got a 2-1 Lester win. Yeah. Is really what I'm thinking about. I was, I was about to say 2-1 yeah. to one or a 3-2 uh, Lester win with Vardy scoring. Yep. Very good. All right, yeah. so um, JB, you're here. You're in the hot seat. What's and your pick? Him, him making Lindelof look like a cunt again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, uh, I'm going to go with Spurs at home in Wembley against Palace this weekend, minus 286. Uh, Spurs have not had an ideal start to the campaign, but I think all clicks together Saturday. King Harry Kane, Lucas Mora, Son, Erickson, Lamella, Dali Ali, etc. Last season's Champions League finalists have a lot of talent that is ready for a good result. Uh, I think the side announces their arrival versus Palace. I know Palace has been great the first uh, few weeks of the season. It all comes to end on Saturday. Shout out to my bud Jamie Moore in Glasgow for picking this picking his brain with this matchup. My week five selection is Spurs. All right, Except let me tell for, you and your little, your little cunt friend. <laughs> hey! No. What you Palace guys are is missing is after he said that, stadium. he like waves his mic out, poses, points his yeah, chest like, towards boom. Graham yeah. and goes, no. what are you going to do? Let me tell you something. That's true. Palace is better than uh, Newcastle, so you've already lost to Newcastle at home. First thing. Second thing. King Harry Kane is nothing more than than Prince William's not unborn third child. <laughs> Damn, so fuck him too. Um, he breathes with his mouth, not his nose, which I hate. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Uh, Harry Kane, um, and he blew his load for England uh, yesterday, scoring a hat trick. He did. He uh, hit a hat trick, so, so it means he's in good form. Look at form, not fixtures, yeah, homie. But that's not right. He he doesn't do that consistently. So I think he's going to have a drop-off at the weekend. And I think there's underlying problems at Spurs. I would venture to say that Palace is going to win, too. And I think there's underlying problems We're going to draw. you are an Arsenal fan, <laughs> and you hate the fact that I pick Spurs. I do. That's true. I, I was I very just going to bust his balls for saying they're playing at Wembley when they're playing at the uh, new toilet bowl, the uh, <laughs> new White Hart Lane. Oh, yeah. So uh, did I say Wembley? What, yeah, did I say Wembley? Wembley. I, oh, I was, was going to bust burn, your balls on burn. that one. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You, I know, forgot you were, were just all fired up because you heard the word Tottenham, and you started rubbing it. That's well, the other to, I watched you rub it while the, you were just the yeah, minute down the boy. word Tottenham came out. Down boy. <laughs> the, Wait, uh, so they're not playing at Wembley. Oh, that changes yeah. everything. It's the, way uh, hard <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the well other done. the well other done. problem is King whoever is Ting uh Thierry fucking Henri. All right. 
Uh-huh. King Henri was the first king of uh, England as a forward. Rude and that Van Nisseroy. is a twat. Nah, nah, so much better than Thierry Henry. Sorry. Not a chance. Nah. Are you? No. Get, I'm out. Fucking end it now. I'm just trolling. Right. I'm just trolling. I'm just trolling. <laughs> All right. You know what? Um. So as far as listener submission goes, we put it out to a bunch of people. I really wanted something. I was gonna put our fucking degenerate gambling friend Pat on restriction. Hold on, did you but, re, did you say that hit your minus two eighty six? Did we say that? Yes, yeah, minus, okay. 286. minus two eighty six. I just missed it. Sorry. So only because he's the only guy who put in a fucking pick. We've got, <laughs> and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Seriously. Thanks, Vincenzo. Seriously, I really wanted to put you on break because you lost, especially because you were bitchy about the whole fucking parlay thing. But, okay, you do write really good emails, so I'm going to give it to you, you (laughs) fucking degenerate. Okay, I usually pick the primetime game, but fuck that. I need a comeback hit. So I'm picking the Spurs against Palace because I see too much juiciness in this one. I have it as... The over under at three. And these two teams haven't hit the fucking over since January 23rd of 2016. So they're due. Seven out of the last 10 between these. Like a blackjack player. Between these two (laughs) teams have been one score matches. This is a no brainer. Maybe one goal for all the footballing people out there. 130 to, uh, so minus 130 to win 100 on the under. You can thank me Sunday when I lose my ass off to the unders in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I also loved the subject line the hot spuds versus Crustal Palace. <laughs> the su- the subject line of his email was brilliant. Hot spuds versus crustal palace. All right, so <laughs> you went you went big to Oh, I went big time. Super big. Oh yeah. So Su- I'm actually super big time prime time game time. So I'm taking two separate bets because <laughs> there's no line on what we do. It's not one bet. We can make multiple bets if we want to. Yeah, no, I so, just like winning 100 1050 at once. So will. I've, I've got two bets to claw myself out of the hole. First, since I haven't been able to pick a whole game correctly, I'm going to just pick a half. So I'm going to take Chelsea plus 210 to be leading at the first half against Wolves. Because, wow. because what has Chelsea done so far? They're in the lead every fucking game other than Manchester United. Every game they're in the lead at halftime. They've given away the leads to um, to Leicester, and they gave away the lead to uh, Sheffield. I'm going with them to have the lead at Wolves because Wolves, frankly, are a little weak, a little soft from the amount of games they've well, had to play. What we talked about interesting, also- isn't Bali uh, on a red card from the Everton game? Yeah, and I, yeah, I yeah, think they're so going to be up. Yeah, yeah. We've also talked about off air uh, as well um, about. Raul Jimenez getting called up for Mexico and having to travel half the length of the world's diameter. Good point. Or circumference to diameters through the middle. Yeah. He didn't gotcha. do that. He went circumference. So he went around good. it. Pretty pretty good pick for me, wouldn't you say? Yeah, by you the know? way, the I world mean, trust me, Chelsea's going to fuck it up. They're going to end up tying to Wolves, but I just have them winning at halftime. No, that's fine. I'm just saying, 
be, besides the Europa League tiring them out, Raul Jimenez just traveled halfway across the world for no fucking reason and then came back. So he's going to be tired. So you're right. Chelsea's going to be on top first. And then he'll have a 98th minute penalty again because of fucking VAR. So second. <laughs> Big Sam's lock of the week. <laughs> All right. Two? Yeah. yeah, I produced some shit. Yeah, we got lock, production now, bitches. Lock, lock of the week. <laughs> what was that? Tw- 20 bucks voice actor? Love it. You like that one? Yeah, it's not with bad. With the sound effect? Uh-huh. I'm very happy with That's that one. That's pretty good. That, so... Um, uh, so far, your lock of the week, though, which I just gather is your pick, hasn't been anything. No, only last week was the lock of the week, and Villa <laughs> fucked that up. Thanks, Mel. I hold you personally no, accountable. Kevin Friend fucked that no, up. No, no, you. It's your fucking fault. It's your fucking fault. Villa what are we told as kids? You don't. You can't blame the referee. That's that's not that's not a producer thing. That's a wife thing. Uh, uh, oh, damn! Burn. Wow. <laughs> Things got tense. Any of you that uh, used to listen to another show that we so, produced hey, for Bob, a while, about that know. friend request, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting Brilliant. you're getting white claw under gomeshed. So, um, for me, I'm gonna take the Norwich City, uh, Norwich City versus uh, Manchester City. The over is three point five at uh, minus one sixty two. I'm going to go ahead and take the over on that, which would win me 100. So That's it's definitely a, a good choice, actually. It's a safe bet. It's a lock of the week. Hence, the sound production, bitches. That's, Big Sam's lock of the week. That's actually a good shout. Uh, Sergio, lock and load, <laughs> motherfuckers. You said it was over three and a half? Yep. Yeah, Sergio's going to have two, Pookie's going to have two, or City's going to run rampant. Yeah. So you're absolutely. I, I I'm looking at five to two on this bad boy. I cannot wait for the two one city win. <laughs> I'm gonna go ham when I come back. It's Saturday late game, right? Yep. Yep. So now, if we gave you that late in American time, it's lunch. That <laughs> would really be enough. It really would. But no, we give you Kitty the chicken. Is it growing on yet, Graham? A little bit. I mean, it kind of gets me going. Oh, got hungry. Oh, yeah. We don't... Um, well, I was threatened to fry uh, Kitty after last week, but uh, she was actually home this week when I went up to see her in the coop. Oh, uh, was she? Yeah. Well, I got back from Chicago, and I went up to visit her, and uh, she and the other girls were chomping on uh, blueberries and uh, peanut shells, celebrating her three-game heater. All right. Yeah, because so, Kitty picks games better than we fucking do. She does. I mean, that chicken gets around. Uh, so <laughs> she was with Jamie Vardy. Well, you know, uh, this week Cocaine I gave do her that to you. Liverpool <laughs> Newcastle. I'm just gonna ignore that one. <laughs> so Kitty, very excited for this week's game, pulled out her Facebook page. Yeah, Kitty has a Facebook page. Um, unfortunately, we're not friends of hers, so I don't know always what she posts. Kitty's she likes a to keep rock that uh, shit secret. Um, but she did show me a video of her playing a game of horse. In the basketball like game? Bas- yeah. 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 She was playing with uh, Spice Girl, uh, Mel C. Uh, Sporty Spice. She's fit. And... And gay. LeBron James. All right. So oh, no. I just meant that as a, I just meant that as a chance. I don't have a chance with her. Well, oh, so no. clearly 
Kitty has uh, ties to the red side of the Mersey, and uh, that's where her vote's going. Oh, Kitty. I mean, that's my chicken. Why would she be? Uh, you know, I mean, it's a smart bet. You know, it's, it's, it's a very some, smart bet. At some point, it's a smart bet. At some point, the student becomes the master. I mean, we Jesus. can always fry her up if you want to. So no. we got. I mean, it's a good choice as well. Last year's joint top scorer is Mane and Salah. Should as well uh, be well rested from uh, their international break. Uh, both played uh, in the African Cup, Cup of Nations last summer. Um, so this is their first rest and. Uh, Salah has scored three times in his last three matches versus the Tyneside Club. Very good. Very good. Well, oh, God, I go, hate guys. to admit it. Hey, fuck hey. off, Kitty. You're I'm supposed the to be co-host, mate. Hey! <laughs> and as always, gamble legally and responsibly. Hashtag disclaimer. So, how'd we do? Yeah, none of us bothered to show up. (laughs) (laughs) It was the the last game of the season, um, and we were well safe. Uh, Nobody was there, um, so we decided not to go. However, uh, a game apparently was played between somebody that stood in for us that we don't know, we didn't ask for, and And uh, beat, beat the team that... We were supposed to play, and they won. So uh, they gave us the win for some reason, even though we should have been a 3-0 forfeit loss. Still staying in the league. Hashtag Great Escape. Hashtag West Bromwich Albion uh, from t- eight years ago. Nine years ago <laughs> um, yeah, we're safe. Everything's good. We'll start a new season next week. Uh, which or No, we'll start a new season tomorrow. Tonight. Yeah. T- hashtag tonight. This comes out on Tuesday. It's tonight. <laughs> Get it? <sighs> No good? No, yeah. uh-huh. you're fine. Uh, all right. Yeah. Y'all are drunk. Bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> well Fair said. Enough. Fair so, enough. So, uh, yeah. Sam, any parting words? I do. Um, everybody, uh, make sure you follow us at DU Football Show on all the social medias. Um, I will be uh, flying out of the country this coming Friday. I'll be in Barcelona for a few days, in Glasgow for a couple of days, and in London for the last three of that trip. Bring home Buckfast. I will bring home Buckfast, I promise. He doesn't read my fucking notes. I will bring home Buckfast, I promise. This is my whole close. Is me just saying he's going to be out of the country. Go ahead, keep But talking. it's my Go parting ahead. words, and it's I my trip. Talking. Shouldn't I, I say it? I didn't read it either. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk. Um, anyway, so uh, my wife and I will be going um, to Barcelona Granada at... Um, uh, at the camp now uh, on Saturday evening. Uh, kickoff's 9 o'clock because the fucking Spanish take a siesta, so that's going to be rough because that's the day we get there. Uh, and then we're hopefully going to catch some midweek shit in Glasgow, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. Um, don't know if they're going to be playing at home or not, uh, the, the the old Celtic there. If gonna not... going to get your ass up to the space side and drink some proper whiskey. Well, it wouldn't be a problem. I'm just going to hit a Paddy Power and bet on whatever football is happening because uh, I think we got the Europa League back anyway. Uh, and then I will be in London uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, and I will be attending Miss Lindsay, uh, the Arsenal-Aston Villa match, uh, which should be a joy. Lovely. So, so you all have a lovely couple of weeks, and I'll see you. 
So, JB, thank you so much for oh, yeah. joining us. Thanks. Yeah, bro. so I will not be in Barcelona. <laughs> I will not making uh, be making a holiday in Glasgow or attending an Arsenal Villa game. Uh, but I will. What I will be doing will be watching a fantasy Premier League on NBC this weekend, and uh, hoping that my picks some fantasy Premier League uh, pan out. Well, uh, you'll be watching the real Premier League on NBC. Watching the fantasy league on your phone. Yeah, yes, yes. Good that, point. Good point. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, on yeah, TV yeah. is the real one. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, but thank you, Sam, Sam, and Mel, for having me on your show. You Dude, really for coming shouldn't in. thank me yet Uh-oh. because Uh-oh. all that oh, here it is. Oh, no. Here it is. Deserves a shot of award. We were waiting for it. I'm surprised you waited for his tongue to be numb with all the whiskey. Hoping I was going to escape. No, no, no. Here no. it goes. It Uh-oh. was Uh-oh. so douchey. Ninety percent of the shit he said was so douchey. Needs Malort. Oh, oh, that tasted douchey. Well deserved. <laughs> oh. No, what he meant was like an actual douche, like a real <laughs> live douche. Oh. Yeah, just wait. It it, it comes. Yeah, yeah. You taste that bile thing in your throat, <laughs> like you've been puking. Yeah, oh. it's really bad, isn't it? It's really, really bad. Oh, it hurts so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Why you gotta just jump all over my out? Because it's because that's the hashtag douchebag thing to do. Exactly. Well said, JB. (laughs) You know, auditioning new hosts for the next couple of weeks while somebody's out of town. Yeah, but I'm still fucking here. And JB's doing a hell of a job. So, uh, boys and girls, we're gonna uh, mix it up a little bit. We're gonna have a couple of uh, fun guests in over the next couple of weeks. You know what? Keep talking to us. We were having a great time, particularly Houston Contingent. You guys are fucking awesome. Love talking with you. And uh, till next week, everybody. Good night. Suck my balls. <laughs> there. It is forever in perpetuity. Forever and perpetuity kind of mean the same thing. So oh, slightly redundant, Mr. PG County. It is for forever, perpetually. <laughs> and always. <laughs> and always. The same my fucking story. My balls. <laughs> Please allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs>